Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Wow. Come Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to grab your Bibles if you will. I'd like you to go to Ezekiel chapter 1 tonight. Ezekiel chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Let's see how the winds of God blow us tonight in the scriptures. And let's look for what the Lord wants to do and impart tonight. Amen. And I promise not to go past midnight. Praise the Lord. (laughs) I want to speak to you for the next few moments about soaring powerfully within this storm. If you're taking notes tonight, you can write that down. Soaring powerfully within this storm. And if you're not taking notes tonight, I encourage you to go ahead and just write that down as well. Ezekiel 1. Father, we thank you for the power of your word. And we thank you for the anointing of the Spirit of God that rests on the word. As we break it open tonight, let it be life. Let it be power. Let it be strength. Let it be food to the spirit. Let it be food to the inner man to nourish us, Lord. You equip us tonight. You empower us tonight for victory. God, you are making a way for every life. Where there seems to be no way, you are making the way. You are the way maker. Hallelujah. You are the way maker. We honor you, Lord. We bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Every one of us are still in training. We are, we are being taught. We are being mentored We are being taught and instructed by the Holy Spirit, and we are learning how to navigate in this hour. Remember, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Say that. The Holy Spirit is my teacher. He teaches us how to navigate in the midst of these present storms. And ladies and gentlemen, navigating properly and correctly requires the Holy Spirit's presence. You and I cannot do this on our own, folks. You understand? It requires the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would not only be with us, he said when he sent the Holy Spirit, he said the Holy Spirit will be with you, but the Holy Spirit will also be in you. He's the teacher. And Jesus said the Holy Spirit's name, he is the spirit of truth. Now, we we say this a lot here, but it's worth repeating and saying over and over. The Holy Spirit will never tell you a lie. The Holy Spirit will never mislead or misdirect you. Everyone wants a best friend like the Holy Spirit. Why? Because everyone hates to be lied to. How many of you hate the lies and the propaganda of the, of the false prophets of the media in this hour? You want to be told the truth. Our nation wants to be told the truth. Who's the truth teller? The Holy Spirit. He's our, he's our teacher. And for just a moment, before we jump into Ezekiel 1, I'm going to read out of the mighty prophet Isaiah, Israel's prophet that is still mentoring us in the year 2020. He is still teaching us. He's still coaching us now through this hour and this season. And in in Isaiah 40, 
in verse 31 is a very familiar scripture to us, but you got to be careful for what is familiar. Are you, are you hearing me? you gotta be, you got to be very careful for what we're familiar with. He says, those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they shall not faint. Those that wait upon the Lord. What happens when we wait upon the Lord? If you're waiting upon the Lord, it will develop. He will, the Holy Spirit, will develop your inner life. Write it down. If you'll wait on the Lord, if you'll seek the Lord in the secret place, in the private place of your life, you will begin to develop your inner life. Your inner life of what? Your inner life of trust. Through quality time with the Lord, you will begin to develop your inner life of trust that you can say, God, I trust you with my life. I trust you with my children. I trust you with my future. How many of you have entrusted your life tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, this brand new decade? Have you put your life completely in the hands of the Lord? Then you should not fear. Hallelujah. Come on. Then you should not fear. Now notice what he says. If you'll wait on the Lord, you're going to renew your strength. This is God's will for our lives. The, the will for, for our lives from the Lord is to grow us stronger and mature. Come on. God wants to grow us. He wants us to become stronger in Him. It's God's will that we mount up. It is God's will for our lives that we soar powerfully in the winds of the Spirit. This is God's will over your life. Don't just read. You know, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings and eagles. They'll sh they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. What this manifests to us is the will and the purpose of God. God loves the lingerer. God loves the one who waits and stays with him and draws close to him, draws near to him and lingers in worship and stays because your, soup, your, your secret source of power will be imparted to you by the Holy Ghost when you wait upon him. And when you wait upon him, you will be able to bear up under the weightiness of the Holy Spirit in this hour that you must have and you cannot live without. Come on. God's not into weariness. God's not into weariness. God's not into us fainting. He's got a plan for that. What we're decreeing as we wait on the Lord, we are getting younger. You need to be decreeing that over you. You are getting younger. Say it to somebody next to you. You're getting younger. Come on. We're getting stronger. You're getting more fierce. Come on. You're getting more fierce. You're getting more bold. You're getting more clarity in this hour by the Spirit of God. Can I preach tonight? Are you guys ready? Come on. Come on. Did you go to sleep? I'm ready to go for it. Are you ready? All right. We've got five people ready. Are you ready? God's, thank you. God's will for us 
is that he can develop us and make us more fierce. He wants to make us bold. He wants to make us sharp. He wants us to gain access to that realm of the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of might, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I'm quoting Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 to you. He's the spirit of might. He's the spirit of counsel. He's the spirit of understanding. He's the spirit of wisdom. That's what God wants us growing in, in this hour. When we spend time with the Lord, He will not only give us sprouting new wings like eagles, but He will give us eagle vision. Write it down tonight. He will give us the eyes of the eagle. He will give us prophetic vision, prophetic revelation, prophetic insight that you'll be able to spot what others are not spotting. You'll be able to see beyond what is duping other people. And the Spirit of God will give you spiritual clarity and prophetic vision to cut through the bull. You can take that however you like it. Cut through the bull tonight and know what the bullseye really is. There's something, listen, there's something mighty that I learned, that Brent and I learned about 25 years ago, newly married, about the eagle. See, another fowl or another bird will never attack an eagle in flight because there's no match. You can't attack an eagle one-on-one. No other bird, no other fowl will ever try to attack in eagle in, fl- in flight, they know that they'll be overtaken by the power within the eagle, within the talents, within the grip of that eagle. So what they will do, the strategy is to gain others that will come and attack the eagle so that they can, they can distract the eagle and attack him. But the eagle has a secret source of power. The secret source of power is the eagle's vision. Within the eagle vision, the way that God built the lens of an eagle is like an ultraviolet lens, and no other bird has it. What happens is when the eagle is attacked by many fowl or many foe, what it does is it turns in flight, and it goes directly up into the sun. It looks directly into the sun and shoots itself into the sun. And you know what happens? The other fowl and foes, those that are attacking the eagle, they cannot see the eagle because they can't fly directly into the sun. I don't think I have to say much more. It's, it preaches for itself. You understand? This is true. Scientifically, this is true. It's the eagle vision. And what you have to do in this hour, you have to fly directly into the sun. You've got to fix your eyes on the eyes, the burning, blazing eyes of Jesus, and mount up and soar right into his presence. Oh! Glory. In the storm, you have to be able to see properly. You have to have your eyes illuminated and revealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, in Ezekiel 1, 
This prophet has one of the most electrifying, one of the most profound encounters given in the description of the scriptures. The heavens are being opened for Ezekiel. Think of that. The heavens are being unrolled like a scroll to Ezekiel. He has a vision. He has many visions of God. He has a vision of the very throne of God. He has this epic vision of four living creatures before the throne. And then he's seeing Jesus before the throne. And I'm in verse 4. Ezekiel 1 and 4. And then I looked, and behold, a whirlwind. Say it, a whirlwind, which can also mean a storm. I saw a storm. I saw a whirlwind, and it was coming out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself. The brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Jump down now to verse 25. Are you with me? Verse 25. A voice came from above the firmament that was over their heads. Wherever they stood, they let down their wings, and above the firmament over their heads was the likeness of a throne. In appearance of a sapphire stone, on the likeness of the throne was the likeness with the appearance of a man high above it. Also, from the appearance of his waist and upward, I saw, as it were, the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire with brightness all around it, like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day. So was the appearance of the brightness all around. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. Whoa! God himself is a consuming fire. This is Jesus, the burning man. This is Jesus, the heavenly man, the heavenly man, the burning man. He said, when I looked at him, he was a man of fire. He was a man of fire, the burning man of heaven above the throne. Jesus is not only the son of man, the son of of Abraham, the son of David, the son of God. He is the burning man eternally. When the apostle Paul writes about this burning man in in, uh, Philippians chapter 2, he writes these words in verse 10 and 11. He says, every name... That every name to Jesus shall bow down of those of heaven and those in the earth and those under the earth. What is that talking about? That's talking about the demonic realm. And that every tongue should confess the Lord Jesus Christ to the glory of God the Father. 
This burning man, this heavenly man, the Son of God, is one day going to have every tribe and tongue bow down and declare him to be King of kings and Lord of lords. That is where we're going, folks. And we are racing to that epic, epic, epic crescendo of the judgment of God where every knee shall bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Now, what is a storm? What is a storm? A storm can be defined as a disturbance in the air above. Now, I like that word, disturbance. Write it down if you're taking some notes. It's defined. What is a storm? It's a disturbance in the air above the earth or a disturbance in the atmosphere. Stay with me tonight. we got to flow prophetically. We're going to clock in some mileage tonight. Are you with me? Come on, church. Are you with me? A storm is a disturbance in the atmosphere. A storm is a manifesting of itself by winds of unusual force or direction. It is often accompanied by rain, by snow, by hail, by lightning. By thundering, the flying of sand or dust, the heavy fall of rain or snow or hail, a violent outbreak of thunder and lightning accompanied by strong winds. You ever experienced any of this? Sure you have. All of us have. A rush upon or to capture a place. When you look up storm, it means it's an attack and it's a rush upon to capture a place or to deliver a violent attack of fire with artillery. Oh, I like this last one. A storm is what? A storm is to deliver a violent attack of fire as with artillery. None of us are exempt of storms in life. None of us are exempt of storms in life. It would be lofty, it would be arrogant for us to think that we're exempt of storms. But I want to tell you where I have to take you tonight. Because we are in a present epic storm of epic proportions. But, but, it is the winds and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit that must be carrying us in its winds in this hour. Jesus said, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Say it with me. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Say it again. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. What should be carrying us in this storm? The winds of the Holy Spirit. The winds of the breath of God should be carrying us and taking us into God's purpose in this hour. We are not to be broken. We are, we are not to be destroyed by the power of this present epic storm around the world. We are the ones that are carried in the winds of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit sets the standard for your life. Come on, church. The Holy Spirit sets the standard for our lives. Not, not what is happening geopolitically. 
and economically and all these things. No, what is to carry us in this hour are the winds of God and the winds of heaven. Because the Holy Spirit is our lifter. He's the one that causes us to mount up. He's the one who defines our spiritual trajectory. He's the one who gives us power. He's the one who breathes in us clarity, not the storm of this age. Are you with me tonight? Now, there is a storm. There is an economic storm going on right now. There is a creation and an epic storm right now to bring in a new world order. You cannot bury your head in the sand, my dear friend, on what is happening. There is a religious raging storm right now, a storm to merge and to morph and to conform and to, and to compromise together a one-world religious system. And it's happening. It's really happening. You've got to stay informed. We're looking at a raging hell storm right now of violence, of anarchy, of global propaganda inside an informational storm right now. But we are the ones in the midst of that storm who must be the ones who are catching, catching the wind and the upward drafts that will cause us to ascend into the realms of the Spirit so that God can give us heavenly vision, eyes to see, and wisdom to respond in this hour. The Holy Spirit reigns above this all. Remind yourself tonight, the Holy Spirit reigns above this all. We have a song that we declare as a promise in this house. The Lord reigns above it all. Can you say amen? Let the storm of the Spirit lift you tonight. Can I go the distance tonight with you? John chapter 3. I want you to listen to the words of Jesus to Nicodemus. John 3. I'm in verse 5. Jesus answers Nicodemus. He says, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh, it is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit, it is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Watch these next words. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. What is Jesus saying? Those that are born of the Spirit, they are like the wind. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Those that are born of the Spirit, they are like the wind. He's trying to describe it. You, you see the effects of the wind, but you can't see the wind. You don't know which direction it's coming or going. And then he says those that are born of the Spirit are of that very same nature. You and I are to be moving in the currents of the winds of God. Put your wings out. You and I are to be catching the winds of the Spirit. Now, if you catch CNN and Fox News and everything else long enough, you're going to catch other spirits. Your wings are going to get filled up, but they're going to get filled up with the wrong stuff. 
When you wait upon the Lord, see, this is what God is wanting us to do in this hour. When you wait upon the Lord, the Lord is dreaming of renewing our strength and getting us younger, sharper, stronger, more prophetic, more bold than ever before, more free, having more liberty, manifesting liberty more than ever before. There is a church that the world has not yet seen. It is the church that Jesus is building that he says the gates of hell, they shall not prevail against the church that I am building. When the world sees what's about to manifest on the stage now, look out. Look out. Now I want to take you to a a unique scripture that I really felt impressed to give you tonight. It's found in Colossians chapter 1. So flip on over there. Colossians 1. Y'all all right? I need some water, sweetheart. He just popped the cap of one of those. Colossians chapter 1. I love this power, the power of the scripture. Love this. Listen to these words. Verse 13, are you there? He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. That should be your confession always. You don't let the devil manipulate you. You don't let him intimidate you. You don't let him back you into a corner. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. You have authority over him too. Now listen to this. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and watch this. And conveyed us, or maybe your translation says transferred us. Conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Isn't that powerful? He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us or carried us or transferred us into the kingdom of of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin. Write this word down tonight, conveyed. This is important. When you study the word conveyed, it means this. It means that... If you've been conveyed, it means to pick up and to be transported or carried to another place. If God conveys you, if God comes and conveys you, he comes and picks you up, travels you, and sets you down in another place. Did you see it? God picked you up out of the powers of darkness. God picked you up, carried you, transferred you, and set you into the kingdom of light. Now, I understand, you know, one year, one year we were visiting Bren's mom and dad in Ohio and her sisters, and they all live in northern, the, the most northern region of Ohio in the northwest corner. And I know something a little bit about storms. I know something about tornadoes being raised in Illinois, Bren being raised in Ohio. 
One particular year that we went through there, there was a massive record tornado that went through the northern region, tearing across Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio through the Great Lakes region. When we went to visit her family, we went out for a drive. I was with my brother-in-laws, Bren's brother, other brother-in-laws, and we went, and uh, Bren's mom and dad was with us on this particular drive, and they said, what you're, what you're about to see is going to blow your mind. We saw the power of a storm that swept through, picked up two-story houses from its foundations and conveyed it or transferred it or carried it for more than two miles and set it down in another location. It's true. Two-story houses were picked. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about soaring powerfully in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a storm. I saw the power of that storm sweep those houses up, and it picked them up and set them miles away. Now, you think about that for a little while, the power of a storm. I want to give you this picture tonight, this picture. He says, you have been conveyed out of the realm of darkness, out of the realm of power, You were picked up and you were set into the kingdom of light. Now, I want to give you the picture tonight of the keeping power, the keeping power. Say that. The keeping power of the Holy Spirit picking you up, picking you up, carrying you safely into the presence of God, providing you a sound mind bringing you clarity, bringing you free freedom from fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. We have to be enveloped by the Holy Spirit so that we can be picked up and lifted into the very presence of God. God wants to convey us out of the realm of this mess. I, I tell you what, I hope I'm helping you tonight. I, I want to make sure I'm doing you a good job tonight. I'm telling you, the Lord wants to pick you up out of this mess that's going on and move you into the realm of the Spirit. <laughs> Guys, He's wanting to move us into realms of the Spirit where fear cannot touch us. You can be in this world, but not of it. You can be in the midst of the storm, but unaffected. Oh, I'm telling you, it's like fire in my bones tonight. The Lord wants to bring us into a supernatural realm of peace. Isaiah, again, we know Isaiah is the one who said, there there is coming a time where darkness will come upon the earth. Gross and thick darkness will even come upon the people of the earth. He said, but the glory of the Lord shall actually arise and shine and be seen upon you. Right? And the glory has to look like something. We've said this before. The glory always has to look like something. The glory of God will look like peace manifesting on you. While everyone else is in anxiety, while everyone else is in panic, while everyone else is starting to pop pills, 
because they can't take it, you will be abiding in perfect peace. You think I'm just preaching a sermon at you? No, 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 no. I'm declaring this over you because it's yours. I'm declaring it over you. I am declaring this over your life, over your house. You're not going to be afraid of the terror by night. You're not going to be afraid of the pestilence by day or the fiery arrows by night. You're going to walk in perfect peace that comes, that transcends all understanding by the Holy Ghost. Paul wrote it in Ephesians 4 and 7. He said, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. What did he say? It will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. We have the perfect shepherd. He is the good shepherd. He loves your heart. He loves your soul. He loves your heart. He loves your soul. He cares about what's going on upstairs in the attic. He cares about what's going on upstairs in your mind. He doesn't want fear allowed in that upper area. Are you tracking with me? I'm trying to paint a prophetic picture. He doesn't want fear allowed in to intimidate you or dominate you or get you to cower down. He wants that perfect peace reigning in your heart and in your mind. It is a peace. It is a peace. The glory of God looks like the peace of God transcending all understanding. It's not going to make sense in the natural but as we hit another birth pain, we don't know what's going to come in the next months. And we hit another birth pain. And we hit another birth pain. We hit more turbulence. We should be growing and manifesting the peace of God. You know why? Because the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The Prince of Peace is coming. The Prince of Peace is coming. Whoa. God. The Holy Spirit is going to navigate us through this storm. The Holy Spirit is going to continue to coach you and empower you. Stand you up strong in this hour. The Holy Spirit is going to stand you up strong, bold in this hour. Mm. There's going to come times where we feel like we, we don't even know how we're going to make it. We're not going to know the way. If Moses was here tonight, he's here through the word. But if Moses, if I just threw the mic over to Moses tonight, he would say there was a time in my life. He would tell us there was a time in my life where it looked like I was seeing the mighty hand of God. Everything was going my way. We were coming through the desert, and we ended up at the Red Sea. And to my utter surprise, I turned my back, and Pharaoh's army was coming to destroy us. And I didn't know how. I didn't know what. But what happened was, as God spoke to me, he said, raise your staff and stretch your hand. And in that moment, God made a way where there seemed to be no way and blew open the Red Sea, and they walked through on dry ground. 
That's our God. That's our God. That's your God. That's your God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Cindy, the God of Sarah, the God of Andy. Come on, the God of Ryan and Heather. He's your God. He's my God. He's going to make a way for you. He's going to make a way for your family where there seems to be no way. Don't you think I can't even come out of Saturday school? (laughs) I'll come and get up in your stuff. If Daniel was here tonight, the prophet Daniel, Daniel would tell you, I was walking in perfection unto the Lord. I was walking in integrity. When they told me not to pray, I would go out to pray. They got sick of me. They grabbed me. They threw me in a den full of lions. But then God showed me how to triumph and rule in the midst of my enemies. And God shut their mouths. He would tell you, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. If Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were here tonight, they would tell you they they turned up the fire seven times hotter because we wouldn't bow down and worship their God. We wouldn't bow down to the golden image and we were thrust into the fire. But to our surprise, I'm going to take you into these words, Daniel chapter 3. Go there now, quickly. Daniel chapter 3, come on, come on. They would tell you, I was in the midst of a storm, the worst storm I had ever seen. I didn't know how God was going to come through for me. But right in the midst of the storm, Jesus walked into it. 3.16, Shadrach, Meshach, 3.16, are you there? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter, that if that in, in the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, but if not, let it be known to you, let it be known, O king, that we do not serve your gods. We do not serve your gods. Nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. And then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. And the expression on his face, oh, it changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he spoke and he commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. I'm in verse 20. And he commanded certain men of valor who were in his armies to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound with their coats. These men who were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, they were cast into the midst of the fiery, the the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 22. Shall we keep reading? Therefore, because the king's command was urgent that the furnace be exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they fell down in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Where were they? They were inside the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste, and he spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they said to the king, True, O king, verse 25, Look, 
Look, he said, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Who is he? He is the burning man. He is the man of fire. He is the heavenly man. He is the burning man. He will stand with you in your storm. He will stand with you in your trial. Jesus, the man of fire, is so trustworthy. He will come. He will stand with your family. He will stand in your house. He will stand by your side. He is the faithful and true one. Oh, my. He is the faithful and true one. He is the firstborn from the dead. He is the incorruptible one. He is the triumphant one. He is the victorious lion of the tribe of Judah. And you need to be reminded, he is with you now in the storm. I'm here as your friend tonight reminding you, he is with us in the storm. He said, I'll never leave you, and I will never forsake you. I will never leave you, Doug. I will never forsake you, Monica. I will be with you, Rick and Kelly, even to the end of this age. When you make a promise, you create hope. When you keep a promise, you create trust. And that is why his name is faithful and true. God's going to keep his promise. He keeps his promises. To a thousand generations, he keeps his promises. He made promises to Israel. He made promises to Israel. And for 2,000 years, they were wiped off the face of the earth, to the, flung to the four corners of the earth till 73 years ago when 66 people signed that charter in Tel Aviv and wrote their family names there. And in and, and Isaiah, it was 66 people. Isn't that amazing, Connie? 66 people. You know why that's amazing? Because it's Isaiah 66, verse 8, that says, Isaiah 66, verse 8, shall a nation be born in a day, yet when Zion travailed, it brought forth its children. And here we are, here we are, we just passed May 14th, 1948, 73 years, and now the fig tree has budded and Israel lives again. Jesus said, this generation shall by no means pass away until they see my coming. You think Jesus isn't coming back to planet earth? He's coming soon. He's coming soon. He couldn't have come when they were flung to the four corners of the earth. There was no Israel. There was no Jerusalem. There was no thriving Israel. Guess what? Israel lives. Israel thrives. Israel is ready for its Messiah. He's coming. He's coming. So I want to prophesy tonight that I see a storm. I see a storm, a firestorm coming. And the firestorm is the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ coming in power and glory. I see a firestorm of the revelation of Jesus Christ coming to America, 
from the Carolinas to California, from Florida to Alaska, a firestorm. A firestorm of the revelation of the burning man, the heavenly man, the son of man. America shall be saved. America shall be saved. America shall be saved. Amer say it, America shall be saved. America shall be saved. God will keep his covenant that he made with George Washington. God keeps his covenants. He kept it to Abraham. He kept it to Moses. He kept it to David. He kept it to Israel. He keeps his promises. He keeps his covenants. We're going to enter into the greatest firestorm of the Holy Ghost beyond anything we've ever imagined. We're going to be part of it. God is grooming you. God is grooming me. He is grooming you. He is grooming this family for the firestorm. And God is going to help us to navigate powerfully, powerfully to be able to soar in the midst of a storm. I want to say this again because I, I felt like when I said this, it just kind of hit people's forehead and fell off and rolled down the aisle somewhere underneath Sandra's chair or something. It went somewhere. The storm in the natural does not dictate your life and family. Our minds and our hearts have to be renewed to this. What charts our course in this hour are the winds and the storm of the Spirit of God. Are you receiving this tonight? Is it yours tonight? Have you taken hold of this tonight? Cody, come. Go ahead and come. Take hold of this tonight. Let your faith arise. Actually, Cody, I want the whole worship team. I want the whole worship team. And I want us to go into that song. Um, what was the second song? It was about faith and the promises of God. I believe it was. Go right into that. Would you do that? Folks, God hasn't abandoned us. We are not orphans. We are not orphans. We are sons and daughters. We are not orphans. We are sons and daughters. We are cherished sons and daughters of God. The Holy Spirit is shielding your life. The Holy Spirit is shielding and blessing and comforting your life. God's going to take us all the way through the storm. He's going to carry us. He's going to protect you. He's going to empower you. For those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Folks, this is God's will for our lives. Tonight, we wait upon you, Lord. We wait in your presence. We wait in your glory tonight, Lord. Renew us. 
Renew us. Renew us, Lord. Let your presence blow through this place. Nourish and strengthen us, Lord. Every bit of weariness and heaviness just melt like wax off of us at the presence of the Lord. I declare that over my life, over every life here in the name of Jesus. Be refueled. Holy Spirit, pour in fresh oil into every lampstand tonight. I speak the strength of God into you in Jesus' name. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I speak, I speak strength. I speak faith into you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be strengthened in the Lord. Would you stand tonight? You guys ready? You guys ready? Ready? All right. Tonight, there's no formal benediction. You all know that? There, there's no formal benediction tonight. We're going to worship. We're going to linger. If you need prayer tonight for anything, the altars are going to be open. If you need prayer for anything, we want to pray with you tonight. Let's worship and celebrate the Lord. Come on, do you have one more shout in you tonight? Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.